It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Love talking today about living, loving, and leading in generational gaps. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn. We are in studio today, and we are excited about what God's doing with Love Talk and this radio station. And we're going to be talking today about building bridges of love and leadership in a specific area. And we call it Gap Living, G-A-P, God's Appointed Place for God's Anointed Plan for God's Anointed Person. And so as we do that today, it's going to be exciting as we do it with our friend Kathy, Kathy Enderbrock. Kathy, are you on the line with us? I am, Evelyn. I'm so glad to be calling in this morning and joining all of our Love Talk listeners and joining you in the studio. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, Carrie's not here. Can't believe that. We always miss her when she is away, but she is off coaching all of these young, beautiful girls and pouring into their lives. And uh, she's going to come away with a pretty incredible summer season of basketball, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the Lord is just doing a lot of things in your life and my life and and, and Carrie's life. You know, when you think about it, it is exciting. It's exciting what God's doing with this radio station. Last week, we did on the, uh, and I don't know what the terms are, but we were live on Facebook. And we have heard from so many people that, you know, just pulled up their Facebook and they were our friends and they went there and uh, for an hour. So I don't know. We are waiting. We are still in the process. I talked to Dave this morning uh, in regard to the FM frequency. And can you imagine what that's going to do worldwide, Kathy? We're so excited about jumping on to that FM frequency. And, you know, just to let all of our listening friends know, we are still going to be on the AM. So we're, we're going to be on both AM and FM continuing um, Saturday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so you can continue to dial in on that radio dial or live stream us on um on any uh, computer or smartphone. And, of course, as always, you can download the smartphone app, um, KTXW The Bridge, and you can listen live on Saturdays from that. And, you know, Evelyn, I, I we've been doing such a good job, and uh, our incredible marketing um, team, uh, Texas SEO, yes. they have been keeping our archives so updated lately. I've been getting so many positive comments that people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm listening to the show, and then I can go and share it off of the archives. So we just encourage everyone to go there. You can go to lovetalknetwork.com, and you'll see our archives there. And generally, they are up and um, active within a week after our our show on Saturday. So we just love to share that with all of our friends. That is such good news. And, you know, when we look at where we are and where God's moving us to be, Kathy, it is unbelievable. Because um, we talk about, you know, being leaders and uh, women of value, women of courage, and, we, we, and we have, we, <laughs> women of freedom. But it is all uh, in one big pocket as we look at when we are in the gaps of life. uh, That early part of it is courting. You know, we are trying to come to realize, you know, who we are and and what we need to do in the education. But there are a lot of gaps in life that we we have been talking about and that we're going to talk about today. But we do do this singularly. 
based on what God has to say to us. And I was talking to Dave this morning because with us uh, celebrating our finishing our 34th year and beginning to enjoy the 35th year of Love Talk continually, um, it's going to be excited this fall as we look at that and plan some great activities. One of those is a, um, a retreat or a conference that I'll be doing in Belton uh, on September 7th and 8th. It's, it's called You Are the Apple of My Eye. And I was telling Dave this morning, when we had an opportunity to help put a, another Christian radio station on, on the air in Austin, uh, I, they asked me if I would do a program, and I said, no, I grew up in radio, and I hate it. <laughs> you know, you just, uh, but you never know what God's got behind the zipper. You just never know. That's so, that's so true. You can't you know, look you behind You never know. The you just always have to be willing. Yeah. So I feel like that's where we are today with uh, with. The expansion of our radio station, the bridge, and we uh, we just want to thank again those that help us be here because we are a sponsoring program, and we are right now we need a new sponsor. Uh, we we need to add one to our, and we're happy to do that. But we we need for you to call us if you're interested, and you can do that on the love line. But what is it about leadership in the gaps of life? Uh, Kathy, that we want to hit on today and move forward. Well, Evelyn, you know, we've we've been in this series on the gaps of life and, and looking at, you know, sometimes we come to a gap and it's just this blank space. We don't know how to step into it. It can be kind of this void or this gulf that mm-hmm. we don't know how to cross. And it can get a little bit uh, scary. And, and we've talked about the gaps of life from the perspective of Moses and Joseph and King David, the prophet Nehemiah. We've looked at the women in, in Queen Esther and Ruth and how they have stepped into that gap. Just like Evelyn, just like you stepped into the radio gap. You know, there was this void. There right. weren't women on the radio sharing God's word. Someone approached you about it, and you're like, I grew up with radio, and I hated it. But (laughs) you had a willing heart, and God had a plan for you, and God has a plan for these gaps that we encounter. And so what we find out is that when we are simply willing to step into that gap, what we find is that we are God's anointed person to step into God's appointed place according to God's incredible plan to fulfill his abundant purpose and so uh, we're going to step into the generation gap today Evelyn and you know it makes me shake a little bit (laughs) me too (laughs) (laughs) you know it's kind of go ahead go ahead it's kind of like I was just (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh okay Kathy that's that that's one of the challenges of calling in, isn't it? I love just sitting right across from oh, you yeah. in in studio, but um, you know when when we're calling in, we don't have that video feed so that I can see your beautiful face and yeah. and give way to you. So, um, Evelyn, I know that you have so much to say about the gap of life and so much to share about stepping into God's plan for us and being that appointed person. So we, we are going to step into this generation gap today. It's an exciting thing. And we have this key verse uh, that we find in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 4. And I just want to share that for our listeners yes. because 
when I found this verse, it was such a treasure to find. It says, who has done this and carried it through, calling forth the generations from the beginning? It is I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last of them, I am he. And so God makes it very clear that he appoints these generations. And we're going to learn all about the generation gap from God's perspective today, Evelyn. I am so excited about it because I fall in one of those. I'm, the gap that Van and I are, are in right now is we are expecting three new great-grandchildren. We know wow. that we're going to get two girls and one little boy. Our, our granddaughter, Chris, uh, Christina, is having twins. And uh, they, before we celebrated the end of the 34th year of Love Talk, we were going to be the grandparents of three new babies. And we're excited about that. But we're also excited, Kathy, about what God has ahead for us in some of the major things that he's doing in this nation, doing through National Day of Prayer, doing through the personality conferences that we do, uh, d- doing things through where you are up there in never never land but when you look at it from that point of view we have to get ready and we've got to be excited and so uh let's us let's talk a little bit about what it is that we can expect as we have been talking you know just lately uh about what it is that um the lord has what kind of gap does he have you in right now i guess is what i'm asking kathy Oh, my gosh. You know, Evelyn, we are in this transition time where uh, it it feels a little bit odd, sometimes a little bit uncomfortable. Our oldest daughter. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this generation gap because my oldest daughter is really coming to the age where she will have to choose uh, to really be a youth who takes up the mantle for her generation or if she chooses just to live a life with just herself in mind. So she is finishing her senior year of high school this year and uh, then taking the step for uh, towards college. And so we've been uh, trying to select that right college, and she's been getting all those applications ready. And it's uh, it just is a, a, an odd time because it, it, these 18 years have just gone by so very fast and this summer she went off to japan for two weeks on a cultural Mm -hmm. exchange and it's the first time that we have sent her overseas by herself you know neither eric nor i chaperoning and Mm -hmm. uh and then she turned around and finished in japan and took off to the nasa center down in california for a summer academy and so by the time i get to see her again it will be August, and we'll have been almost a year, um, not a year apart, a month apart. And I'm just realizing this is what's ahead for her. It is that she's going to be making her own decisions and and um, and and, and stepping into the world as uh, this accountable uh, young adult in in God's eyes. And so, what she chooses to do with her life is going to have a great impact on her generation and. So this this topic right now is kind of dear to my heart because we're in this unknown place getting ready to step into it. Well, I, you know, it is exciting because God never finishes with us. He ne- We never get to the point that we can say we're all wrapped up and you put a bow on top. There is all, <laughs> there is always a new gap for us to go through. Let's just take our break. Uh, Kathy, we'll go out a little bit early. Uh, 
And when we come back, let's just talk, let's lay it out there plainly. What is a generational gap? How do we know when we're in one? Right after this, stay with us. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Thank you, Gavin, and thank you to all those wonderful sponsors that pay the bill. <laughs> On the phone with us today is our good friend Kathy Enderbrock. And Kathy's up in Boise. Oh, where y'all have, what was your temperature yesterday, Kathy? Well, it was a little bit hot for us here. It reached 100 degrees, which is a little bit unusual for us up here in Idaho. I don't know how. How high ours was? I think it was 109, and I think it was pretty close to the hottest day that of Texas has ever had. I don't know. I don't know. Don't write that down because that might be my nightmares. But we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. Well, we are in the gap of summer here in the Texas area. But one thing we do is we have to wear a winter coat when we come to the radio station because it's cold here. But let's just talk, Kathy. What? Tell us again. Let's define what a gap is. And, and walk us through the generation gap that we're going to be talking about for, I guess, a couple of programs for us to really cover this subject well. Yeah, you know, we, we are going to step into this uh, today. We are going to have a second program around stepping into the generation gap with Carrie Brinkgater. She is off coaching 
all of these beautiful young women. And so she really, uh, she has a lot to say about stepping into the generation gap because she has so much experience about it. So Evelyn, you and I are going to kind of uh, introduce this today and, and talk a little bit about it and then look forward to, to Carrie joining us for a second program and really exploring this further. But we want to, you know, sometimes it's hard to step into something if you're unaware of it or or you don't really see what's in front of you. And mm -hmm. sometimes maybe we're a little bit fearful to step into something because we're unsure how. And so we're really going to address that. What is the generation gap? How do we step into that generation gap? And so when we talk about uh, the gaps of life, we're looking at this, uh, this uh, acrostic, G-A-P. And uh, so we look at these gaps as God's appointed person stepping into God's appointed place to fulfill God's appointed purpose according to God's appointed plan. And so we can really trust that when we step out and step into these things, that God's right there with us, giving us direction and guidance and equipping and preparing us. And so when we talk about this generation gap, it, it's a really straightforward thing. So a basic definition is a generation gap is the differences of outlook or opinion between people of different generations. Very straightforward. Um, and, and so these different generations have generally been established, uh, through marketing companies because they want to, they want to market and, and identify the different social, social, uh, behaviors of individuals. And so what they find is that based on the generation that you have come from, you have difference, um, in outlook and different opinions in various different areas, like the use of technology, your taste in music your work ethic, your moral values, uh, how you regard respect for others, your political views, uh, your attitudes towards different races and groups, and your religious beliefs. So de depending on what generation you come from, there will be differences in how you view and approach each of those different topics. And you know, it feels like, oh, my gosh, there's this huge gap between us. How are, with all of these differences, mm -hmm. how can we ever reach across? And, you know, I love Pew Research because they really get down to the nitty-gritty and they show us what we can build on. And they give us a very clear and accurate perspective on a lot of these things. And so what the Pew Research says is, hey, don't uh, don't get freaked out by all of this because, when we talk about the generation gap, the primary differences between young and old generations is their uh, perspectives and um, outlook primarily in the use of technology and taste in music. So we think, okay, so if we can just understand technology and music, we can have some common uh, ground to build on, on all of these other issues because they say that as far as work ethic and moral values, respect for others, political views, uh, religious beliefs, attitudes towards different races and groups, that there's really not a huge gap or difference in perspective on those items um, that if we can build off of our differences in technology and taste in music, we can reach out towards all of those other areas. And... Um, and so also one of the things that Pew does for us is it, and, and Pew Research is just a research body that, that kind of helps define things so mm -hmm. the rest of us lay people can kind of understand. And so they identify these different generations by name. 
Um, and so the they talk about the silent generation, baby boomers, Generation X, Generation Y, which we also know as millennials. And then the next generation is iGen or Gen Z. They're known by both names. And then post-millennials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any of our listening friends, if you go on uh, and do a, a research or, or a search on your basic search engine on Safari or Google, and you type in generations by name, it will pull up all the different generations and how to actually identify them based on the year that they that that the individual was born. And so it's I don't know, it's kind of a fun way. I went and researched and found out that I am part of Generation X because I was born between 1965 and 1979. And Evelyn, do you know what do you know what generation you're a part of? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Mine, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I apologize for laughing. I, because this is hilarious. I come out of the silent <laughs> generation, which <laughs> is born between 1925 and 1945. And uh, I've never been silent a day in my life. <laughs> I grew up in ra- I grew up in radio, and my dad, uh, you know, was just uh, into everything, and I just trail right along behind him. So that really, although it is true that America in general became very silent and more prayerful during that particular time, because in 1941, uh, Pearl Harbor was was bombed by uh, the Japanese people, um, uh, warriors. And uh, in Germany, uh, Adolf Hitler was just killing the Jews just right and left. And there were not many voices that were raised against that, but we did have a president at that time, uh, President Roosevelt, that looked and with uh, with, the guy Churchill from England and they decided it was time to get away from being silent and begin to move in the direction of, of victory and and freedom that so many were losing. And so, you know, it, th- that was part of my childhood growing up. Uh, one of the worst things in my life was I was afraid of everything. I just had a terror syndrome. And my dad was drafted uh, into the Navy because of the skills he had. And uh, we had to move. We lost, We, you know, just everything. Our whole life was turned upside down. So it was a gap that was not very uh, um, blessed, but uh, it was the gap that in our personal life, in my personal life, that brought me to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus. So, I just, <laughs> But I can't help but laugh when I see that that was the silent generation. It was only silent to the point that we begin to see what God required of us for freedom. Wow, I love how you put that. The silent generation. And mm-hmm. and I like that you that you really pointed out too, they also became much more prayerful because they were in a time where you could right. really see the open conflict. And I think we have so much to learn from the from the silent generation. You know, especially being uh, a Gen Xer. For me, uh, Gen Xers, that's everyone who was born between 1966 and 1976. And um, so for Gen X, if you're anywhere between the ages of 39 and 53, you are part of the Gen X uh, generation. 
And this generation is also referred to as the lost generation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first generation of what is known as of, of latchkey kids, those, uh, those kiddos who experienced lots and lots of daycare and, and divorce. And um, unfortunately, the um, Gen Xers have become known as the generation with the lowest voting participation rate of any generation, which is it, which is embarrassing. So if you're part of these uh, Gen X generation, turn that around, go out and vote. Uh, listening friends, so important that we do get in there. Um, but one of the things that has really shaped uh, generation this generation was kind of a high level of skepticism and um, and kind of a, um, a insecurity issues and uh, what's in it for me kind of attitude mm-hmm. and and I, I'll tell you Evelyn that is that is so true because I I, I mean I, I remember going through that I remember being uh, experiencing divorce and having my mom go off to work and you know being responsible for so much myself and 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 I love what when you kind of dig into this, one of the upsides of Gen Xers is that they are the best educated generation um, with a higher percentage of Gen Xers completing a bachelor's degree or higher. And that's so funny because that is me to a T. I mean, I my one way that I knew that I would find security that I believed I would find security was through education. And so, you know, it's almost scary reading through some of these uh, definitions and, and getting a perspective on yourself that you thought, you know, was such an individual thing and finding out that there are, that you share a lot in common uh, with many others in your generation. And so, you know, Evelyn, as we caught into, as I got into this, you know, doing research for this program, this is what I realized is that there are so many opportunities to find common ground. There is so much more that we can share together rather than being scared about what divides us and separates us and causes division. We can really look at these when we look at the generation gap, see all of these incredible opportunities uh, to step into that gap and find common ground because here's what's happened is that when a person from one generation steps into the gap and invites a person from another generation to step into that gap, all of a sudden there is common ground. You are standing Mm -hmm. on the same ground. And that is what I have learned so much over and over. And we're going to get into this a little bit more. How do you step into that gap together and invite people to step into that gap together to find common ground and to begin building something bigger than either generation could have achieved on their own. I I think that's a good direction to go. We also want to talk about what the biblical um, mm, gap is. Is is it really biblical? Is gap living biblical right after this? Stay with us for Love Talk. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope, humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches, and it comes out every three months. 
Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Thank you, Gavin, and thank you to all those wonderful sponsors that pay the bill here at the bridge. We are so delighted, uh, Gavin, with where we are in this station and where God is leading us. And and uh, we're in just a few weeks, we're going to have the FM on going, and we'll be bigger and stronger and wiser than ever. We are talking today about living in the gaps of life. Uh, there are different like, gaps that you know, biblically... Uh, that we can look at. Ezekiel, back in the days of early Israel, was so disappointed in his, uh, in his brotherhood. And he began to really go before God. And one day he complained so much, God took, just opened the graves and let all the bones come out and dance for Ezekiel. <laughs> but the thing that he did say to Ezekiel was, there shall come a day when I'm going to take out the cold, stony hearts and put a brand new heart in people's lives. And this gap of where you are right now, he said to Israel, will pass away when Jesus comes. And, you know, it is. we have to look at it to see if gap living is biblical, Kathy. That, you know, that that's right. We always want to make sure, is this designed by God, or is this uh, the result of... Uh, cultural and worldly uh, pressures or direction. And so, you know, when you get into the Bible, Evelyn, it's incredible. If you do basic word searches on the occurrence of generations, God specifically addresses generations, the differences between generations, the instructions for individual generations over 150 times. So, and and this is the, here's just some of the things that, that he says. That God numbers the generations. So, so that's incredible. He doesn't just name them. He numbers them year by year by year. He knows every generation. Um, and he gives directions for all generations. And this one, uh, this got me. That God holds a generation accountable 
for their beliefs and their deeds. And so not only as, as individuals do, does, does, you know, obviously God sees us very personally and he holds us accountable very personally and he loves on us and has plans for us very personally. But for a generation, he too will hold what our generation has achieved. And, and there's this beautiful verse. Uh, that we see in First Kings where David is handing over the throne to his son mm-hmm. Solomon. And uh, because one of those deeds and beliefs that God holds us accountable for is, do we encourage the next generation in their love for God? And um, we see this in First Kings chapter 2, 1 through 3. It says, when David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon, his son, saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. And, and you know, these are words that we need to take up as parents because David raised Solomon knowing God's word. He raised Solomon being able to see David in a very personal relationship with God. And uh, and so, you know, Solomon grew up with that. He grew up mm-hmm. understanding God's mighty works. And even to David's last breath, when he was going to be passing away, he encouraged Solomon yet again. Um and so, you know, I, I just love that. There's so many things that, that God addresses for each generation. He has a plan for each generation. And this I love, Evelyn. God's faithfulness continues through all generations. Um, in Psalms 100, verse 5, it says, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. What you know, else, Evelyn, does, does God specifically say about the generation? Well, he says his mercy extends to those who fear him, who know him uh, from generation to generation. But you need also says there are many other words. He warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from the, this corrupt generation. And I think that's what his message primarily was through Solomon. Solomon came as a messenger from God. He lived uh, to the extent that he, God spoke to him and, and gave him instruction in the middle of the night sometimes. You know, in the Old Testament, I think we mentioned, there is a verse that said, you, if you inquire of God in the middle of the night, he will give you an answer. So it, in the darkness is what that represents. And so that's why it's so important to have a national leader, a, a local, a state leader, a father and mother in position that can lead us in the way that that would really bless and uh, that we might not only save ourselves but uh, save our next generation. And so when you're when you're working uh, in all these generation gaps, who has done this and carried it through, calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, with the first of them. And with the last, I am he. That's what Isaiah said. But you know, God used many, many messengers and many enemies of his plan and his will to interfere with the things that he had planned in that particular step of life. Uh, whether you're talking about Ezekiel or you're talking about David when, you know, there was a, almost a civil war over who was going to be king. I mean, who was going to be 
yeah, king and take David's place. And that happens in every generation just about it, don't you think, Kathy? Yeah, I mean, there's always this uh, this tension and this, this battle for uh, power, if you will. And I mean, I think that we're wonderfully blessed to be in the country that we are in, that, uh, you know, there's a process in place. However, uh, there are still voices that are battling for power. And I think that, you know, our listening friends, you know, you, you step up and you say, yeah, I'm I'm not meant to be a leader. That that is mm-hmm. just not me. That that's just not who I am. And this is what I would ask you. And this is what I, I've asked myself: Is are you a parent? If the answer is yes, then you are a leader. You are a leader over that family to step into the generation gap. Because if you're a member of a family and you have children, there is a generation gap there. Generation gaps are generally set to be between. Uh, 18 and I think it's 25 years because that's generally, um, you know, and that does fluctuate a little bit. It's basically the separation between the parents and the children and then the children in the next generation and then the next generation. So if you are a parent, you are a leader to step into that gap for your children. And, um, you know, if you're not yet a parent, you still there there will be that generation in front of you um, because I guarantee you have a parent so you can still participate in that generation gap. And, you know, Evelyn, God's word says that not only does his kingdom endure through every generation as we pass that mantle to the next mantle or to the next generation. And even if we've been unsuccessful in doing that, it's not going to destroy God's kingdom. His kingdom mm-hmm. will continue right. to endure. Um, but we get to choose whether to step into it. We know that Christ reigns through every generation. And that Christ, as you said, Evelyn, he is calling to people in each generation. And, Evelyn, he's calling to people in, in this generation. He makes it very clear in Acts 2.4. Excuse me, 2.40. He says... With many other words, this is Jesus, with many other words, he warned them. He pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Um, so stepping into uh, that, that generation gap, stepping forward to stand for Christ in your generation, to stand for what is right in your generation, that's an incredible opportunity that lays in front of each of us. Well, it is, Kathy, and, uh, you know, we need to wake up to that fact. We need to establish a method in our life of where we keep track of the things that God is calling us to do and equipping us to do so that we might, I call it reporting for duty. You know, every morning we need to get up and report for duty. And what should our major course be? Put on the shield of love and go out there and pass it around. And so often we get so burdened and so downcast and so angry. And I think that's kind of where we are in this generation is in America is the anger level. Uh, it's different from during the world than the Vietnam War when, when the young people went to the streets. I think people are just angry in their hearts now. Not so much in that public display, although there is a lot of that especially with the killings of back and forth, you know, that we read every day. And when you look at what you think, what is it God's saying to us? Because he speaks to us in generations. 
And the historical records of generations from Adam to Abraham is given to us. And we, I want us to take, uh, take a break in, a, in about a minute, but introduce that to us. Uh, you know, who has done this and carried it through calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last of them. I am he. And that was from Isaiah. So let's look at some of those uh, leaders and the meaning of their names as God chose them to be a leader. And let's, let's start, first of all, with Adam. Kathy, uh, we have about a minute, uh, a minute and a half before we take our break. Okay, I, I'm going to just intro this really, really fast. I know that we're going to be uh, at a minute. If you have a Bible anywhere near you, oh my goodness, you're going to want to turn to this to First Chronicles one. That's in your Old Testament, and you just move. Uh, if you hit the Psalms, you've gone too far. But, you know, there's this chronology of generations of the names that each of the firstborn sons were given. And uh, it goes through, let's see here, I think almost 10 generations uh, of men. And it sets out the gospel of Christ by the simply the names that these men were given, starting with Adam, going all the way mm-hmm. through to, to Noah, where we get to see that promise of God. So, all right, listeners, we're going to go to our break. I'm so excited. If you can, go and grab your Bible. Turn to First Chronicles chapter 1. And when, you come, when, I, when, when we come back, I'm going, to, I'm going to walk through this with you. You are not going to want to miss it. You're going to see the gospel of Christ introduced in the Old Testament through the names of the individual men representing each generation right after this. We'll be back. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville. And come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334 7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. 
Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. We're just so excited to be in the studio with Gavin today. He's um, He's our man, and on the radio, I mean on the telephone with us today, is our good partner and, and special friend, Kathy Enderbrock, up in Boise, and enjoy, enjoying that cool weather up there. That's a little zap gap for you, for you, Kathy. We are talking today about what it does mean to live a life in generational gaps. We have gaps within uh, every area of our life. We have Gaps in business. We have gaps in personal relations. But what we're talking about is a world view of what a, 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 a gap is. God's appointed place. God's anointed person for leadership. And he is looking for you. If you do not know him, he wants you to come to know him in a way that you would understand the purpose for your life. And as you walk into the gaps. And so, you know, God works in all the generation gaps, uh, Kathy, as you've laid out today. And let's just look at that uh, specifically at some of the biblical ones, okay? Okay, Evelyn. I, you know, uh, this verse in Isaiah, it's our key verse for today's program. It's Isaiah 41.4. And it says, who has done this and carried it through calling forth the generations from the beginning? It is I, the Lord. With the first of them and with the last of them, I am he. So this is this is God saying every single generation, I'm the one who is calling them forth. I am the one who is establishing them. And that is so exciting. And so, all right, friends, I, I told you before we went to break, go grab your Bible, turn to First Chronicles chapter one and this is what i'm going to do i'm going to walk through this with you and if you've read it while we're on while, while we've been on break uh listening to our incredible sponsors you've probably gone and read this and thinking what on earth is kathy talking about because when you read first chronicles chapter one verses one through three uh it, it basically says that here are the historical uh, records of the generations from adam through to abraham and it starts out adam seth enish Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. Now, what on earth does that have to do with anything? Why is, are the individual names of these firstborn sons of each of these generations in the line of Adam, why is that significant? And, and this is what I want to show you, is that even in a name, God is intimately mm-hmm. involved. And so, um, you know, it, it was all the moms and dads who gave these, these kiddos their name. Adam and Eve decided to name Seth Seth. All right. And, and all the way down to, to Noah, it, you know, 
uh, Noah's parents decided to name him Noah. It, it was it just like um, my parents decided to name me Kathy. Evelyn, just like your beautiful parents decided to name you Evelyn. Uh, you know, and and when they chose to name you Evelyn, they didn't look back ten generations to see what the names of all of those kids have been before you. So this is what I'm going to show you is that when Noah's parents named Noah Noah, they weren't thinking about the names of Adam, Seth, Enish, Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch. They weren't they weren't thinking of those yet. God was and God was directing each generation even to the minute detail of naming that firstborn son. And so this is what I want to show you. If you look at the meaning of the name Adam, it means man. If you look at the meaning of the name Seth, it means appointed or imposed. Enish means mortal or incurable. Kenan means sorrow. Mahalel, praise of God. Also the same translation for Emmanuel. The name Jared is um, shall go, come down, or descend. Enoch is teaching. Methuselah means his death shall bring. Lamech is despairing. And Noah means comfort or rest. So when we go and we read through these names in First Chronicles chapter uh, 1, verses 1 through 3, Adam, Seth, Enish, Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah, in that order, if we look at their original meaning of these Hebrew words, this is what you would read. If instead of those words you read the translation, this is what it would mean. Man imposed a mortal or incurable sorrow, but the praise of God, Emmanuel, shall come down, shall descend, teaching His death shall bring the despairing comfort and rest. Mm. Now, does that give you, like, goosebumps? That just raises the hairs on my arms, Evelyn, that Mm. we see the gospel of Christ through even the naming of these these firstborn representing these individual generations. And this is how intricately God works within these generations, even declaring the gospel of Christ through the generations. I love that, Evelyn. Well, you know, when you look at it, uh, it tells us something very simplistic. God has a plan. He had a plan when he created Adam and Eve. Uh, my dad was not a Christian until he was 70 years old. He be- and he was a very, he was a smart man, uh, Van calls him, always called him smart, you know, Alec, (laughs) Uh, because he was very strict, but he was very kind. And he he realized finally, after living 70 years, that um, there was more to life than the human gaps. And it was so exciting to us to see how God began to use that last two years of his life to not only bless him, but to bless others. And that's what even with the beginning of Adam was. Uh, Adam was a man. There had never been a man before, Kathy. And God made one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seth was appointed. God have a purpose uh, for him. And with English... It it was incur it was incurable. 
who he was as as well uh, in regard to statue, you know, body functions. Man has always been man and woman, woman. Of course, there, you know, there's a lot of discussion about that today. But then when you look to Canaan, sorrow came. That's, you know, what we refer to with Ezekiel when he looked at his big world and saw it wasn't working very well. He went in sorrow. And then after that, what happened, Kathy? Praise, praise of God, Emmanuel. Who was that, Emmanuel? Who is he? Emmanuel is God with us. That is Christ. Mm -hmm. God with us. Well, after that came, um, what do we do about it? Do we come? Do we go? We go down or do we go up? Was Jared. And then England came along. And what did he do, Kathy? He taught. He taught God's word. And then Methuselah, his death shall bring. I don't know what that means. Do you have any idea? I, You know, the one thing about Methuselah that is so interesting is he's the oldest living man in biblical mm-hmm. record. Right. So, uh, you know, it's interesting because his father, um, Enoch, there's uh, he was actually, I want to I want to say I need to go and look at this because I actually thought that that was Elijah that that actually was taken by a chariot of fire. But there is something special about Enoch and his relationship with God. And then uh, Methuselah, when he named uh, Methuselah, he was very aware of, of a death, I assume. And, and But Methuselah actually was the one man on biblical record who avoided death the longest. He was the mm-hmm. oldest living man. I think he lived, I think it was 979 years, something like that. It's just an amazing length of time. And after Methuselah came... I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Lamech. La, la, Lamech. It's the it's the word that we use um, that we derive the word lament. So it's Lamech, just like lament. Uh-huh. And then of course comes with Noah. Why in the world would he come up comfort and rest for Noah? Noah had the biggest job God ever gave anybody. Yep. Yeah, and you know, this is what I love is that this section closes out with Noah, and it was after Noah that God gave that solemn promise to man. He gave his oath with a sign that we see in the sky every time it rains, that rainbow. Mm -hmm. And so I love that after, you know, through all of these generations, God spells out the promise of the gospel, the coming of Christ, that Christ will come and teach that his death is the one thing that will bring the despairing comfort and rest um, from this uh, incurable sorrow that they have. I love that after he gives the, this gospel, he puts that promise in the sky, not only that he will never destroy the earth again, but he will stand by his word and bring um, that he will come down to um, to offer the despairing comfort and rest. And so I'll tell you, if you are despairing today, if you need comfort and rest, there is someone who is willing to step into that gap for you to, um, to address your incurable 
sorrow that no matter what you do, you cannot seem to get away from that presence of sin in your life, the guilt that you feel, the the problems that you have. There is someone who wants to step into that gap for you today to bring you comfort and rest. Who's that person, Evelyn? It is Jesus Christ himself, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. We have done a, Kathy, you've done a tremendous job of this, and we're going to continue this with our next broadcast. Uh, but as we close today, we would say to you, we don't know where you are in your life. We don't know what your name is, but God knows, and he has a plan for your life. We would also uh, give you some information again about the uh, mm, conference that we'll be doing in Belton on September the 7th and the 8th. You are the apple of my eye. God has a plan for each one of us. And that plan is that I want to love you. Give me a call. Call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. And we'll love talk again with you next week. Have a great one.